for so many of us, a fixture of our work week, a fixture of just daily life is getting uh, Tim Hortons. Right now with Roll Up the Rim happening, uh, we're going to have a conversation about how you can maybe increase your chances, <laughs> really approach this contest in the best way for you to win. And while we have this conversation, Chen Nation, I want to know from you if you've been playing Roll Up the Rim and if you've won anything. 780-496-0063 is the number to send me a text. Have you won on Roll Up the Rim? And uh, and what have you won right now? Uh, we're talking to a professor uh, at the, in the Biostatistics Department of Statistics and Actuarial Science at the University of Waterloo. I hope I'm saying that right. Michael Wallace is joining us and Michael has been trying to research how we can potentially increase our odds of winning at Roll Up the Rim. Michael, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making the time. No, thanks for having me in. Great job saying the uh, the name of my uh, my department. I don't I know. I don't know if I can do it again. So <laughs> that might be the only uh, the only title that you <laughs> that you get here during our conversation, Michael. But I really appreciate you coming on and chatting about this uh, this interesting work that you've been doing, trying to what is this? I guess best the system, trying to figure out when you can win at roll up the rim. Tell me a little bit about the work that you've been doing. Sure. So. Um, what I'd say, I wouldn't just try to best the system, but more uh, trying to, uh, as a statistician, you know, I pose some theories and I wanted to test those theories. And the theory I was trying to test was figuring out when would be the best time to play role at the rim mm. so as to boost your chances of winning um, as much as possible. Okay, so let's just uh, let's just at least clarify for maybe people that aren't regular Tim Hortons um, coffee drinkers. Roll up the rim actually looks different this year. So it's not what it used to be where it's actually rolling up the paper cups. It's actually done through an app this year, right? Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, a few years ago, um, you know, we, well, for many years, in fact, Tim's was running the game on those physical cups and we all we all had the struggle of you finish your drink and then you've got to try and squish the cup and roll up the rim and it was all a bit all a little bit tricky uh but then a few years ago um back in 2020 when when the global pandemic uh, was kicking off um they actually moved the game off those physical cups um and onto a digital app and that actually changed the game in quite a significant way because whereas before you didn't really have much choice in how you played the game you know you'd go to tim's you'd buy a coffee they'd hand you that that cup and at that point your your fate was sealed you know whether or not you'd won was already determined hmm. but by moving it to the app uh, you still buy coffees and earn what they now call digital roles and critically those roles sit in your app and it isn't actually determined whether or not you've won until you decide when you want to play those digital roles and so that allows you as a player to make a decision about when to play those roles and by extension introduces a little bit of strategy into the game. Okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. So it's not just when you purchase your coffee, that's your chance to win. And I I do yeah, now I'm remembering when they made that switch at the beginning of the pandemic and how it used to be so <laughs> clunky. If you bought a cold coffee that didn't have the rim that was like available to roll, you'd get a second cup and then there was a while where they introduced those little plastic flippers that you, you could use to roll your <laughs> your rim up. So, okay, so now it's happening on an app. Sounds a, a lot cleaner, uh, mm -hmm. but there is a little bit of strategy to now how you can how you can win. So, what have you discovered in your research? 
Yeah, so the way the game now works is you, you can almost imagine that all the time um, there are kind of prizes flying you know, really fast over your head, like coffees and donuts and cars and things. And the, when you play a role on the app, it's like you're sort of reaching up and trying to grab one of those prizes. Um, but if you get the timing a little bit off and if someone else you know, grabs just before you do, if someone plays their role just a moment before you do, they might snatch that prize out of the air and you're left with nothing. And so what this means is that you want to be playing when as few other people are as possible, because then you have the least competition for those prizes flying overhead. And that's what allows you to maximize your chances of winning. Okay, so I would think obviously the morning commute, really late in the afternoon, people are getting a little afternoon pick me up. Those are going to be the busy times, right? What are the times to avoid? Exactly. So you want to avoid, as you say, the busy times. And what makes this uh, quite an interesting problem from a statistical perspective is that in previous years, I was trying to make an educated guess about how things worked. And, you know, like, as you say, um, you know, you're demonstrating good statistical thinking, thinking about how do people behave in the real world and how's that going to map onto the game. And so you're right. People in the morning rush or the the afternoon uh, getting those uh, those late afternoon drinks, that's going to increase uh, the number of people buying products. And it also, because most people are probably playing their roles as they get their items, it's going to increase the frequency of people playing. Um, and in previous years, I guessed what time was good. It's kind of difficult because you know, we're a big country. We cover six time zones. You've got to think about where people live. You know, a lot of people, of course, in Eastern time, but other population centers as well, making that a little bit more complicated. And so in the past, I was guessing at around like 4, 4.30 a.m. Eastern time would be the best time. I was setting very early alarms um, and, and sort of wondering about my life choices. <laughs> uh, but then this year, this year, things changed a little bit because when I logged onto the app this year, I wasn't expecting to do anything new. I was going to carry on my usual strategy of just you know play in, in a silly time of the day um, and hope I get, you know, ultimately a good example for my class. You know, I don't really do this to win prizes. I do this uh, as a, as a st- statistical exercise. Right, and- all in the name of research. Exactly. Um, but this year when I logged on, uh, the app was showing you the number of prizes that have been awarded. And critically, that number was changing in almost real time. So if you go on the app right Hmm. now, you'll see a number that says, I think something like 15 million prizes have been awarded. And if you wait a few minutes and check it again, that number will have gone up a bit. And that's going to roughly correspond to how many people won prizes during that period. And at busier times, more prizes are being won. So I was able to take all those numbers and put them through, you know, a big sort of mathematical equation um, and putting all that together, land on a final answer about rather than guessing when the best time was, actually calculating an estimate of when the best time was instead. Wow. Okay. So a a lot of in-depth research here to really figure this out. (laughs) Can you, can you share with us, can you share with our our listeners what is the best time, the mountain time to try to participate? Are you allowed to do that? So you, well, you're, you, we'll have to keep this between us. Uh, <laughs> uh, if too many people do this, the strategy will change. Um, sure. Which in, which in itself is a kind of interesting, there's something called game theory where, you know, if everyone knows the best strategy, it can become not, not so good. But I think, I think we'll be pretty safe. So my calculations showed that the best time to play was 3.16 a.m. Eastern. So that would be 1.16 a.m. Mountain Time. So over, over there, you're actually you're in a slightly better position because, you know, I'm, I'm having to get up at 3 a.m. to do this. Whereas, you know, 1.16 a.m., 
if you're a night owl, maybe you're staying up that late anyway. Yeah, but if we apply that game theory to this and now people find mm -hmm. out about it, then we're going to have to you know, refigure out when the next <laughs> best time is. So you're going to have to do all of this research all over again, Michael. This is never going to stop for you. It, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm already uh, I'm already looking into that. I'm, I'm keeping track of the data still. Um, but what I will say is that uh, certainly um, even if uh, you know that specific time uh, maybe isn't the best at the moment, or maybe even if you just don't really think it's worth staying up super late just to have a chance of a free coffee, um, what my research does show is that the, generally speaking, the later in the day you play, the better. So um, the best times, you know, are those those early hours, um, and it tends to pick up a lot once you get to about 6 a.m. Eastern, so 4 a.m. where you are. Um, and after that that period, you know, it gets very, very busy. You know, everyone's up getting their coffee, getting their breakfast and lunch. But once you get past the peak, which is around 10 a.m. your time, that's roughly the worst time to play, hmm. um, would be 10 a.m. Mountain Time. From there on, it kind of just slowly drops down. So even if you're not going to play, uh, you know, this what my equation says, uh, playing later in the day, maybe play just before you go to bed, and you should see your chances of winning increase. I wonder if this suggests some strategy on the part of Tim Hortons to award less prizes and if if there is many any any information in your research that helps people lean towards maybe some of those bigger prizes and what other companies <laughs> can learn from this but michael yeah, i well. want to talk to i want to get a little bit of clarification on all of that with you but we do just have to take a little break so if you'll lend me just a little bit more of your time uh, we're going to come back and talk about this in three minutes with michael wallace he's an associate professor in the biostatistics department of statistics and actuarial science at the university of waterloo doing some some research to try to figure out when is the best time to play Tim Hortons Roll Up the Rim so that you can win. Chelsea on Chad will be right back in three minutes. I want to know if you've won anything on Tim Hortons Roll Up the Rim Rim contest this year, and uh, and we're going to share some details with you on how you can you can increase your odds of winning. Uh, what time can you play to have the best shot at it? Researching this is our guest, who's an associate professor in the Biostatistics Department of Statistics and Actuarial Science at the University of Waterloo. Michael Wallace, thanks so much for sticking around on hold. Uh, really appreciate your time on this. Uh, absolutely. I was enjoying the music. Yeah, <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good. Our technical producer, Derek Scott, very proud of himself right now for that pick. You know, you're not the only one that's tried to kind of um, see see how well you can do with Tim Horton's Roll Up the Rim contest. Josh texted in as we were having our conversation and said, back when they had cups, I'd ask for two cups as a sleeve. The sleeve cup was supposed to be a normal cup, but about half the time it would be a roll up cup. So, I mean, you're not alone in trying to really increase your odds of winning, but, but your record is really something to behold. In 2020, when you first started doing this research with the introduction of the Roll Up the Rim app, you entered 96 times and 94 of those times came up as a winner and it actually got the attention of Tim Hortons. They talked to you about their game. Did they make any changes based on your success back then? Well, I, I have to be careful. I, I can't say they made any changes because of me. Uh, <laughs> what I can say is some changes happened and my strategy became less efficient. Interesting. That way. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> Is this is this something that that Tim Hortons might be doing by design, making it so that it's more difficult to win at peak period, so that you know less prizes can be can be given away? I mean, it seems that seems obvious that that would be the case. Well, so what I'd say is that what this means is that they're always giving away the prizes. So 
um, at those peak times, they are actually giving away more prizes than they're giving away at, at the at the off peak time. So it, it it almost feels a little bit counterintuitive. Um, but as far as I can tell from my research, uh, prizes are available at a fairly constant rate throughout the day, which is why if you play when fewer people are, um, your chances increase. Now, an interesting feature of the game is that, as I described earlier, you can imagine prizes flying through the air and you're trying to snatch them out of the sky. Um, sometimes a prize might fly past and no one happens to reach for it during that little time window. Now, if that happens, that prize isn't, it doesn't go away. Um, they actually take that prize and they say, okay, no one won it today. So we're going to re-randomize that, ta- that uh, prize to the next day of the contest. So mm. um, I have to give credit to Tim's for, uh, for actually making it, trying their best to make sure that these prizes, like even when you know, one of them flies past and no one grabs it, they're putting that back in the pool for the next day. So really all of these prizes or, or very nearly all of these prizes are being won eventually. So should you should you spread out your opportunities as we're having this conversation as our listeners are texting in and someone saying, if I have 10 spins, should I play them all in a row or space them out? And I know you have to probably be careful in terms of exactly how much you give away here, Michael, but can you <laughs> can you address that? Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to. Part of why I'm doing this is to uh, encourage questions like that. And that's actually a fantastic Uh, question from a statistical perspective. And it's something I've been wondering about myself, actually. Um, There's a concept in statistics uh, known as uh, as volatility, uh, which is basically, you know, how how much does does something change in a short period of time? Um, And whether you play all your roles at once or you spread them out uh, could influence uh, influence that in some way. Now, what I would say is that uh, for my experiments, I played them all um, in a pretty short period of time. One of the reasons for that was because for me, I was playing at, you know, 3.16 a.m. Eastern. Um, and so I didn't want to get up, you know, 30 days in a row to, to, to play one role a day. I just wanted to run my experiment um, and see what happened. Um, so it would be an interesting experiment to try spreading them out versus playing them all in one go. Um, my results would suggest that on average, you should win about the same amount whether you do one or the other. Um, but you might find that if you play them all in one go, you might get really lucky and just happen to pick a, a night when just other people aren't playing. Uh, but similarly, you might get unlucky uh, and pick a night that happens to be particularly bad. So mm. playing them all in one go uh, is what we'd say is higher volatility. You might win more, but you also might lose more. Whereas if you spread them out, you're kind of spreading your risk almost like an investment. Um, and you'll find that your win rate should be a little bit more stable. Michael, I'm wondering if in your research you you notice any sort of trend for some of the larger prizes. You know, the coffees and the donuts are one thing, but what about anything a little bit larger than that? Yeah, so another interesting detail of this year's contest is that um, you are actually able to track the numbers of those big prizes that are being won. Um, now, this information is a little bit hard to find. Um, it is publicly accessible, um, but you do have to do something a little bit more involved uh, in your web browser to find it. So I was keeping an eye on those bigger prizes because I was interested in that same thing. I was interested in seeing whether, you know, the cars, for example, or the, the, those holidays, those big ticket items yeah. are being distributed sort of evenly or if maybe there was some pattern there because that would have been a really exciting uh, discovery. Now, as best as I can tell from running these analyses, um, there are no patterns in those data. So, you know, the the contest seems perfectly fair in that regard. Uh, The big prizes are being won just as often, or I should say just as frequently as the smaller prizes. So unfortunately, while my strategy increases your chances of winning a prize, um, they're not going to affect your chances of winning those big prizes in particular. 
I, I think this is just, I mean, it's obviously great research, but it's hilarious in some way because it's just so Canadian. And I wonder if anyone listening that's just tuning in that's maybe not from here is thinking, what are we even talking about? How to win roll up the, the rim. That is just something that is just so very Canadian. Michael, thank you so much for your time and for explaining this. Uh, really, really appreciate all your work. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. That's Michael Wallace, Associate Professor in the Biostatistics Department of Statistics and Actuarial Science at the University of Waterloo, researching when you can win the most or have the best chances of winning at Tim Horton's Roll Up the Rim.